0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and okay, after a period of pop culture famine, we are now feasting, feasting on pop culture news because the Met Gala was last week, and the VMAs happened. And we, I mean, like, we didn't really talk about the VMAs that much this show, but whatever. VMAs happened. Celebrities are in New York. John Mulaney's on Seth Meyers. And there's, like, all this new, like, celebrity blind gossip news I wanted to go over. So we're going over all of that, so stay tuned. It should be a good one. Hello! Okay, so today it really is that I just want to chat podcast. It really truly is me hopping on here in my closet recording something at 10 52 p.m. because I truly have a desire to chat. The podcast this week is like a day late. I took a vote. I took a poll. I took a poll on my Instagram story asking if I should like delay this week's episode so then I could talk about the Met Gala and... It was like a uh, 70-30 vote. People wanted the Met Gala talk. So here I am, a day late and a host, co-host short, but I'm here. Now the cat's out of the bag. My first co-host for this week that I had organized was Nicole Keel, but she was so rude. She decided to have a baby instead of being on my podcast. It would have been nice if she could have like delayed her birth a little bit. Um, to come on and talk about, you know, all these things. But baby Colin is here and he's perfect. So I guess I will forgive her and him. I might hold it over his head for a while, but we'll get past it, I'm sure. And then I had like a different co-host and we'll hear from them some other day. But today it's me and I'm talking to myself in my closet about a lot of things. There was a period of pop culture, you know, famine. And that's when I was like throwing out like probably easily debunked theories and like inviting my husband that doesn't know anything about pop culture on the podcast. We were in that period of famine and now we're in the period of, hey Mary, pick like three topics to talk about because people don't want to listen to a two-hour podcast, especially when it's you just talking in your closet. So, there's a couple things I want to talk about today and it's going to be really fun except for not fun because I decided <laughs> the worst transition. I shouldn't, should I really be doing podcasts? Should I really be doing it? Um, I ask myself that question every day. Um, my Instagram followers are, you know, going down every time I remind the people that started following me for Stanley cup reasons. Every time I post something on my feed, and remind them that I exist, they scatter, you know? And then this last day, I posted, like, 70 stories because I just wanted to, you know, like, share Matt Gala stuff. And yeah, I think I lost about 20 followers. But, you know, if they don't want the content, I don't want them there, right? Isn't that supposed to be the rule of uh, Instagram and building a following and and whatnot? I don't know if I could uh, back that statement up because I miss them. And I'll welcome welcome them back next Stanley Cup drop. Just kidding, but imagine if I did that. Imagine if I just like dropped sixty bucks on a cup every time Stanley decided to grace us with a cup. I'm getting off topic. There's things that we need to we need to talk about. This is why I need a guest to like keep me on track. Anyway, I wanted to start um, with talking about Norm Macdonald. I don't know. I I would hope that many of you guys, many of you guys know who he is. You know that I am a big Saturday Night Live loyalist from all eras. It's been one of my life's passions. One of my life's passions has been Saturday Night Live, like since I was like really young. So I've always had Norm MacDonald, you know, kind of like in my life. My brother was always really obsessed with him. So I feel like I grew up like seeing like the Turd Ferguson sketches and stuff super early but anyway, but he passed away today at 61 from cancer, which is so sad. And I wanted to put this in the beginning of the show. Number one, because he means a lot to me. I really like him. Um, and because I wanted to, if anybody was listening to this episode and they only had like 10 minutes to to devote to it, I wanted to tell everyone to go down a YouTube rabbit hole. Any, if you just click on any of his, like, late night sketches, like, where he, like, goes on, like, Conan. Just search Norm Macdonald the moth joke. And it's so funny. Or, like, him at any roast. He did a lot of really funny stuff with, like, Conan O'Brien, like, throughout the years. Um, and he, like, famously got fired from SNL. He used to be the host of, of Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. During like the OJ Simpson era and the president of NBC was like a good friend with OJ and Norm like wouldn't stop the OJ jokes and they were always so funny. There's I'll post it in my story tomorrow. There's like a compilation of like everything that he's ever said about OJ and it just like it's so funny. It's so funny and I mean horrible because people did die but like the jokes are so funny. And obviously, like, the jokes aren't at, like, the expense of the people who die. They're at the expense of a murderer that hangs out at the Costco, like, 10 miles away from my house all the time. Um, Because I live in Vegas, for context. Um, Anyway, Norm MacDonald is so funny. He is a gem. One time I met him, I... In my youth, when I was in high school, I would go to, like, tapings and stuff kind of as a job, but normally like you don't really make more than the price of gas to drive out to LA. Like I lived in Palm Springs two hours away. So like you would go to these tapings and you would make maybe like 60 bucks. But I went to a Norm MacDonald one. He had like a Comedy Central show about sports and I uh, don't really know anything about sports and I definitely didn't know anything about sports as a 16 year old maybe 17 year old when I went. but I did know that I love Norm and it was right next to a different taping that I wanted to go to. So I went to that one with my friend. and in the beginning of the shows, they normally send up like a warm-up comic. I don't even think that his show had a warm-up comic. It was like a small audience, a small show. I think it lasted like one season and then it got canceled. Small audience, small show. Maybe there was somebody that came out and warmed people up. And then he came out and he just kind of like, you know, joked around with the audience, like talked to people. Then he looked at me and my friend and he goes, you, what are you doing here? And I was like stunned that he was like talking to me. And I was like, ah, and then he goes, no, what are you doing here? And, And it was joking and it was funny and everybody was laughing. And then he like moved on to the next thing. And the joke was, what are you doing here? You 16 year old girl in the midst of, like, all these other, like, sports fans and older people. Anyway, um, and I was very embarrassed. But, like, embarrassed in a way where I'm like, this is so funny. Anyway, don't really even know why I said, told that tangent, because it's not, like, that funny of, like, an an antidote. Um, but, nevertheless, Norm Macdonald is a gem. Gone too soon. And I've loved seeing everything that people, um, have said about him on social media. Um, Sarah Silverman, who is one of my favorite people on earth that I don't know. Um, she posted like a really lovely tribute about him. Jim Carrey did a really lovely one. So that's your assignment for this week. If you're looking for some good giggles, go watch his white house correspondence dinner clips, go watch some of his like SNL highlights. If you ever, um, watch like the Celebrity Jeopardy! SNL sketches. Those are like the classic ones with Will Ferrell. Um, Normally like the most uh, like popular guy in the Celebrity Jeopardy! is like the Sean Connery character. But Norm MacDonald goes on and does a lovely Burt Reynolds as Turd Ferguson. So anyway, that if I could give you all one thing this week, and if you're tuning out at this point, Just know, Norm MacDonald, gone too soon, a legend among us, vastly underrated, one of the funniest people in the world. Go fall down a YouTube rabbit hole. You'll thank me later. Okay. But now, now we do have other things to talk about um, after the Norm bummer. Um, But what we have to talk about, obviously, is the Met Gala. I feel like this Met Gala was layered... Um, in so many different ways. Number one, the theme. I think it was America, a lexicon of fashion, a lexicon in fashion. Uh, it doesn't really matter in which order those words are supposed to be in. I didn't understand the theme and it seems like I wasn't alone. It seems like most didn't. There were some people, there were some like really lovely tributes. We'll get to those in a little bit. Um, and the thing about America in theory is that like, you know, all are welcome and it's a melting pot of ideas. So maybe the hodgepodge of uh of just random crap that people decided to wear. Like I mean like I love Lil Nas X. Is that was he representing Americana? I don't know. But does it matter? Like, it was such a broad theme. Um, Melly in D.C., who's been on the pod before and who I love on Twitter, one of my favorite Twitter follows, one of my favorite people that live in Washington, D.C., she tweeted um, just thinking about heavenly bodies. Like, remember that amazing Met Gala theme where it was like heavenly bodies, fashion? Um, it was, that was an amazing year. The year that was like goth, amazing year. Camp. The people that, like, rose up to the challenge of the camp theme. Amazing. Do we know what the theme is for May yet? I'll have to look it up. If I do, if I find it out, I'll put it on the stories. But I feel like they might have just focused on the Americana theme and then maybe they'll introduce the May theme, like, really soon. It, it was such a broad theme where I feel like that factored into none of us being wowed. I don't know. Was anybody really, there were very beautiful people there. There were very beautiful people there. There were very, there was very beautiful, were very beautiful items of clothing. People really brought it. But I feel like when there's a clear cut theme, people really have the, um, permission isn't the right word, but really like the go ahead to go all out. But if you wear something completely wild, it's kind of like the, the theme was so vague where, what's a good example? Like, I mean, let's just say, I'm just pulling this one out of my butt. Kendall and Kylie at the camp theme. You look at that and you go, like everybody posted those, um, those memes of them. Like, they're just like the girls from White Chicks or like, they're like the evil stepsisters or something. And you're like, yeah, okay, like, those outfits normally anywhere else would be ridiculous or whatever. But they're on theme, and they looked great, you know? This, with this year's, I feel like you couldn't look at an outfit and say, oh, but it was so on theme, though. You know? Like, it was either just, like, a wild outfit. Like, that Kim Petra's girl, I think. Is her name Kim Petra's? Um... Matthew McDonald, he, I like, I posted on my Instagram story and I was like, I don't really know who this person is. And he was like, how dare you? Um, the girl that wore the horse on her body. If the theme was very clearly America, then the horse thing might've made more sense and made her look like less of a stunt queen. But I just saw that and saw somebody that is not very well known to me. I did know that she went to The VMAs the night before and something equally as outlandish. Um, They went to the VMAs the night before with Paris Hilton. So now like they're in the celebrity lexicon, you know, but like I didn't really know her and she's wearing a giant horse and her hair is to the floor and I just think, okay, she went full stunt and I just didn't appreciate it. But if this was a camp theme... And I realized that the the theme was go over the top, which maybe that is the overarching theme of the Met Gala anyway. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, the theme was left left some uh, something to be desired of. Left something to be desired? Desired of, that doesn't make sense. I'm sleepy. Anyway, um, but let's talk about the guest list. And as noticeable of the people who were there... More noticeable were the people that were not there for a few reasons. Number one, this, it's always the first Monday in May and just universally people, it's like, um, this is like a shout out to like my LDS listeners. You know how people always say like general conference, the first weekend of the, um, of April, the first weekend of October, no matter what, always have it blocked off. Like this is like that first Monday, May. Always have it blocked off. If you're Harry Styles, you're not going on tour the first Monday of May. If you're Zendaya, you're not booking Euphoria filming for the first Monday in May, you know? But this was like second weekend or a second like Monday in September. It's an off season thing. So no wonder we were missing a lot of notable people, you know? Because people who were booking tour dates didn't really know that this was going to happen. Especially when they had tours planned or filming planned. And then COVID, you know, messed things up. And then they just kind of had to fit in filming whenever they could. So that does explain why some people were missing. But as of some other people. As of, like, why we we were missing some other people. Let's first talk about the bomb that Nicki Minaj dropped. Yesterday, before the Met Gala, Nicki Minaj tweeted the Met Gala. I'm paraphrasing right now because I have our other tweet pulled up and she's going freaking wild on Twitter right now. It took me so long to find this tweet of hers that was posted yesterday at 2.44 p.m. I had to dig for like close to seven minutes, dig through her Twitter just to find this one tweet that was tweeted yesterday. So now I'm paraphrasing the, late, the earlier tweet. Basically, she said, I will not be at the Met Gala this year. Because the Met Gala is requiring everybody to be vaccinated. And if I get vaccinated, it's not going to be for the Met Gala. It's going to be after I've done my research. Many things about that. Number one. She's had some time to research, you know. the, The information has been out there. Dr. Fauci is talking to... Literally anybody with an internet platform. I probably could have asked him to come co-host on I Just Want to Chat tonight. And he would have been like, am I allowed to tell people that the vaccine is safe? And like, you know, won't turn you into a monkey or something. That joke was like, it it fell on the floor. I was like trying to think of other things to, to say. But anyway, Dr. Fauci would possibly come on I Just Want to Chat. He's going everywhere. The word that vaccines are safe, the research is out there, is everywhere, you know? So saying, like, I haven't been able to do the research. Then what have you been doing, Nicki Minaj? Like, if you're going to have your stance, at least just be like, eh, I have this, like, crappy stance about vaccination, but whatever. Sorry, is that going to alienate people? I hope not. Everybody should get vaccinated. That's, in my, in my opinion, but we're not that kind of pod, I don't think. Anyway. But for Nicki Minaj, she'd be like, I haven't done the research. Then what have you been doing? If you're like, if you're not going to get vaccinated, then just be like, mm, I'm not doing it. Don't be like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been able to find any, any, any information. If anybody has any blog links, like send it my way. Um, so dumb. And then she followed it up with saying, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His, testicle, his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks... I can't even read it without laughing. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision. Not bullied. <laughs> it's like, again, so many things about that as well. First of all, bummer that people are being misinformed. Let's just like say that right off the bat. There's literally like no evidence of anything like that happening from the vaccine okay now moving on number two it's giving the the first um the first reply on it is it's giving whatsapp and and i agree it's giving you know that part of covid like the second weekend and like second week in march third week in march like we've all been locked down for like a week we're everybody's freaked out. The people who like now say it's like a, you know, a scandemic or whatever, even those people were still like afraid of COVID and respected it. There, there was that time where everybody was like on Facebook, not everybody. I mean like people who post things like this on Facebook, they were like, my uncle has some buddies who are in the national guard and they're saying like national lockdown is happening. Like stock up because like, you're not going to be able to leave your house. And like Trump is going to declare martial law. Like I know that because I saw some tanks driving around in my town, and my cousin saw some tanks driving around in, in their town, and they said, like these soldiers that they met at Seven Eleven said, like martial law is going to be enacted. That's that's what this Trinidad cousin friend of cousin tweet message that Nicki Minaj decided to put out into the whole world. Um, that's that's the energy that it's giving. So there's that aspect of it, but because Nicki Minaj said that, we never really knew what the Mets vaccination um you know like s- standards or uh requirements were to to be in attendance and i know that because i looked it up last week i was like hmm i wonder if that's like going to like affect like who's going but i couldn't really find anything solid there were people that were speculating about it but like there wasn't even proof that they were going to ask for masks which like to my knowledge I'm not seeing anything that says that you need to wear a mask anyway. But because she dropped that bomb on the world, we now get to look at the guest list and the people who were not there. And again, the rest of this of this specific conversation is going to be very pro vaccine. I'm sorry about it, but now we're going to look at that list and say, who was there? Who wasn't there? Why were they not there? You know, A couple people right off the top of my head. Because also, added layer, this was the same, this was the night after the VMAs. There were a lot of people in town. Harry Styles couldn't be at the Met Gala because he had a planned show that night in Houston that ended up getting canceled, by the way, which is so sad for the people of Houston. Zendaya couldn't be there. She was filming something. Blake Lively had another conflict, you know? And also like there's pictures of these people getting vaccinated as well. But like let's I'll I'll say it right off the bat. Why wasn't Courtney Kardashian there? She's been literally everywhere else. In a different year, you could have said like, "Oh, you know, Courtney's like not super into showing up everywhere, you know?" But we can't say that anymore. You can't say that when we're seeing her tongue everywhere. Licking Travis Barker everywhere, she was at the VMAs. If you can't tell me that she was at the MTV Video Music Awards, but didn't want to be at the Met Gala the next night, and we also know about Courtney that she like is very holistic, and like doesn't allow there to be like Wi-Fi in certain parts of her house because she's like afraid of like radiation from Wi-Fi and and stuff. So like it makes you wonder. And like, there's there's been a couple other you know bummers. There's been a couple other bummers, because you think about it and you're like, hmm, why why wasn't this person at the Met Gala? Why wasn't I hate to say it, Lizzo? Where was Lizzo last night? Where was a uh, you know SZA? SZA was at the the VMAs the night before. She wasn't there. Um, Katy Perry. Where were you, Lana Del Rey? This would have been a nobody loves America like Lana Del Rey, but also nobody loves walking around like the Galleria Mall in Los uh, Los Angeles wearing a mesh mask. You know, Lana Del Rey like she has like that mesh mask, mesh mask with holes in it that people have seen her in, and she wasn't at the Met Gala. It makes you think, you know. Like I, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but one plus one is unvaccinated you know anyway so who was there was almost as important as who wasn't there um in the eyes of you know people that care about that kind of stuff um but again also there were people like with with alibis where was beyonce not uh, i i shy away from beyonce slander and like Again, I wouldn't be like, where was Beyonce? She wasn't at the VMAs. Like, she's not going to show her face for the VMAs, you know, unless she has, like, a big reason to be there. Have they given her the Vanguard Award yet? I hope that they have. But, like, she's not coming out for the VMAs. The Met Gala, though? I mean, history has shown she... They do love the Met Gala. Where was Beyonce? Where was, um... I'm actually not going to enter Taylor Swift into the um, unvaccinated conversation just because I feel like she wouldn't show up anyway. So maybe I should give her the same, I should give Beyonce the same credit as Taylor Swift. Why would Taylor Swift go to the Met Gala? She doesn't want to ever open herself up to criticism. But also, like, you don't think Taylor Swift and think high fashion. And I kind of shudder to think about what she would do with the theme. But Beyonce, lover of fashion world's most popular person, where was Beyonce. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I had to. I had to, and I'm so sorry. Um, But let's just talk about some of the people that we saw last night. We saw some great things. We saw many beautiful outfits and many beautiful um, people. And I would say nobody, in my opinion, was, like, horribly dressed. Like, I went back through my Instagram story, and I was like, Who am I really just like not liking here? And there was nobody where I was like, I cannot believe that they wore that. There were a lot of people where I was like, oh, not a choice I would have made or like the fit's kind of off, but I don't think that there were any huge misses. I don't know. But again, I think that goes with the fact that the theme was broader So, like, Kaya Gerber was able to just show up in a black dress and be like, all right, that is, we're wowed, you know? Or, like, Hailey Bieber. They were able to show up like that and be like, okay, this is America, whatever, you know? So, there were no, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that they wore that. There was no, like, Kim Kardashian couch dress, you know? So, just quickly going through, I think my... Winner of the night and everybody's winner of the night has got to be Billy, right? Billy Eilish, the belle of the ball. Like if I was talking to my sister Amy about this on the drive home, because Amy was like, I don't know, like there were a couple outfits I liked more. If there was one it girl of the night, it was Billy Eilish. But I feel like I said her last name odd. Beautiful, the dress, beautiful. I'm loving. I'm not particularly loving this era of Billie Eilish music. I do love Happier Than Ever. I love the I love the memes. But I I don't love the music from this era, but I love the look. Love the look. My daughter had like her shots today. Okay, this is a very like vaccine heavy episode. I'm so sorry. But my little baby infant got her like one year old shots today. So she's, uh, you know, raising hell and won't sleep. So there was like a uh, two hour intermission there. So here I am recording it again. Where were we? Billie Eilish, a beauty, the belle of the ball. There were other very well dressed people. Kendall Jenner, lover or hater, she brings it every year. And it was amazing. It was a beautiful look. Was it really Audrey Hepburn-inspired? I mean, this is where, like, the loose interpretation of the theme comes out. It's like, you could throw on anything with, like, a high collar and be like, my inspiration's My Fair Lady, and be like, yay, Americana, whatever. Long story short, she looked great. Gigi Hadid looked great. I didn't see this outfit until earlier today, but uh, Carrie Mulligan... Looked amazing. Normani, and I didn't see her last night either. Looked amazing. Um, who else did I think was like best dressed? There were um, some outfits that I really liked like the symbolism of and I'm just going to read it if I can pull it up. Give me a second. Um, this is a horrible transition since I'm like not really talking. Oh, did everybody see H- Haley Seinfeld? Haley Seinfeld. Stein- steinfeld um she did not look like uh did not look like herself um can you hear my instagram story playing in the background as i tried to look through these things nikki Sh- nikki tutorials who i was like not familiar with i think i remember the news story about her like from early on in like 2020 um i like i remember that news story uh but i really liked her outfit um she was like paying homage to marsha p johnson Um, so very cute. And if I feel like even if I like hadn't heard about like the the symbolism, I think that she still looked like gorgeous and she would have been one of my faves. One of my faves of the night. Um Elliot Page. I saw him, he was like wearing like that little, you know, tuxedo and it the fit on it, I feel like I liked it initially, then I was like, Okay, I wish that either the jacket was, like, shorter. I don't know. Because it was kind of, like, dwarfing him a little bit. But but maybe that was, like, what the look was supposed to be going for. He had, like, the green flower on. And that was a tribute to Oscar Wilde. Um, and, yeah, like, there were some really good looks. But as for, like, my... Uh... Oh, and then should we talk about AOC? Lots of hot takes about AOC today. And her taxa rich dress I'm going to say that I loved it I wish I never saw any of the clips of her showing it off because her showing it off gave me big um how do I want to say this like Taylor Swift energy like I feel like I love I feel like I love Taylor Swift I love Taylor Swift the musician but every time I like watch her in action like her personality talking I'm kind of like this is a little too, like, theater kid cringy for me. And then AOC was, like, talking to people last night in interviews, and she'd be like, have you seen the back of my dress? And I'd be like, oh, like, they will see it the second you turn around. It's going to be fine. Just, this is very cringy." So, like, I didn't like her presentation of it, um, but I did, you know, like the message. <laughs> but also, like, I don't think it was inappropriate. She, first of all, Congress people are not paid that much. I'm I'm sure she has, like, her individual, like, endorsements. I don't know. I mean, I feel like people in politics are allowed to take whatever kind of money they want. Like, I mean, look at anybody. But I'm sure she's been paid for interviews and things of that nature. There's no way that she paid for her own seat, you know? Like, she was sitting at somebody's table there. There's no way that she paid for her own dress. Um... And, and I think it made people talk. The t- the conversation got going. I hate that AOC has to be like the martyr for that. But then again, like she is like a public servant. So whatever. Um, Got people talking. I don't know. Like, I don't think people are like, of course, like it's it's like the most like gauche tacky thing to wear this to an event where like everybody is rich. Like that's so tone deaf of her. Like, no, I think that's like perfectly appropriate. I don't know. I feel like. Wearing a tax-the-rich shirt to, like, I don't know. I feel like any kind of comparison I would make would be, like, insensitive. I feel like I would rather see a tax-the-rich message at, like, the Met Gala versus, like, a PTA meeting or, like, a school board meeting. Like, I mean, like, I need those people to hear that message, but, like, it's gonna do more good. That that was just a bad comparison in general, but you know what I want to say here. It's I think it was an appropriate venue, you know? I think it was good. Um, did I think... Was there anybody else that was, like, controversial? I guess I could just go into, like, my least favorites of the night. I need Kim to stop whatever she's doing. If that's fashion, I don't get it. And I'm the first to say that that I don't understand fashion. I was just on my Instagram story watching the Row documentary. And I had to take a second and praise... LuLaRoe leggings. Just just the solid black ones. When I say that I like LuLaRoe leggings, you must understand I'm specifically talking about the solid black, thick, waistband, buttery, soft leggings that they had. They were not see-through. They didn't show any lines. They were they were amazing. That was an amazing product that they had. And also, I own two of their pencil skirts. And I like them. And I'm they're not, like, the crazy, like, Aztec prints or whatever. Like, they put on, like, there's no chevron in my closet. But, like, they're simple black pencil skirt that I got my from my friend Elizabeth. And then I have a floral LuLaRoe pencil skirt from my friend Becca. I'm derailing here. But anyway, I'm here to say I'm not a fashionista, if you could tell. But I don't think I have to be a fashionista to say Kim Kardashian's look needs to stop. I don't get it. And I don't get... I need, if this is supposed to be like a lesson in like co-parenting to us all, I don't need it. Like if this is, I need somebody to come out and say, this is exactly where her and Kanye stand. Because I think as far as we know, Kanye's still with Irina Shake, right? Did anything ever actually like end up happening with uh, Kim and Van Jones or was that just like a uh, a rumor? I don't know. Anyway, Kim, one of my least favorites of the night. And then. Casey, girl, what are you doing? Casey Musgraves. The girl who went, who was one of the best dressed, best dressed at the camp gala. Remember when she went full Barbie with the wig and everything was just perfect? And then she gives us. H&M, two-piece... I don't even think that that they would put that on the mannequin at H&M. I was so disappointed. There was so much potential there. And I truly am wondering, like, was she not planning on going and then she got this, like, off the rack somewhere? Because I think any designer would have really loved to build a big look around her. Who made that... Who made this Casey Musgraves outfit? Hopefully she has it tagged on her... Instagram. Normally this is the part where I'm allowed to be like, hey, can somebody carry this conversation? She doesn't even have it on her Instagram. She knows that she was dragged to hell for it. I don't know. Casey Musgraves Met. Okay, now my Siri's going off. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything about who created this look. The fact that she's from the South She's from the South and she could have went, like, you know what I wanted to see? I wanted, in a perfect world, she would have stepped onto that red carpet in, like, a Shania Twain tribute. Or even a Dolly Parton tribute. tribute. That would have been great, too. I would have loved to see Miley in a a Dolly tribute. But in a perfect world, we would have seen Casey in a full-on Shania Twain tribute. But instead, we saw her in H&;M's fall line. Okay, now it's 8 a.m. It's 8 a.m. Last night I was recording and then yet again, children woke up. So then I went to sleep once I got them to sleep and now I'm awake. Um, but I think that that pretty much closes out the Met gala. There were looks that I liked, looks that I didn't like, looks that I didn't understand, looks that reminded me of Annette, which was Frank Ocean's like little baby thing. I I do keep thinking about that one. I I feel like that little baby robot baby, it seems very elaborate to come up with the animatronic robot baby for one night out at the Met Gala. I'm thinking that maybe it had to do with like his Coachella performance that got pushed because of COVID. But that's just me. I don't know. Does he have new music on the horizon? All I could say is that I didn't like it, did not like that robot baby. But I think that's um, based on my new stance that I just don't like any robot babies. So maybe, maybe there's some bias there, um, due to my already, um, you know, hatred of uh, and bad feelings about robot babies. Anyway, but I think that that's the end of uh, the end of the Met Gala. I hope everybody had a great time. That's that's the moral of the story. I hope that. If I could just have one wish, it's that everybody at the Met Gala just had a great night. Okay, wait, real quick. I'm sorry. I'm not done. I was editing this episode, and then I remembered this thing that I have to to say really quick. What the heck is Roger, Jean Page's team, management, literally everybody in his life, what are they doing? Why was he not at the Met Gala? If there was one place for him to be, do they not want him to be a star? His star was on the rise. Bridgerton was the best thing ever. He got to host SNL. He got to be the host of SNL after doing just one thing. That doesn't typically happen. Like, you don't typically get, like, one hit and then get to go host SNL. Like, that was very abnormal. Maybe because it was a COVID year. I don't know. But he he could have been there last night. If he wanted to be there last night, he could have been. And to my knowledge, I mean, it might even be more insulting to him if he was there and I hadn't heard about it. I'm Googling right now. It's almost more insulting if he was there and it made no news. Let's see. Yeah, he he was, not, he was not at the Met Gala. What the heck is his team doing? Why are they not there? Why is he not there? If there's one place for him to be in the world that night, it was the Met Gala. And if there's one place for him to be this upcoming year, it would be on Bridgerton. And I don't want to hear... Okay, I made, like, a reel about it a while ago. Being like, why... We, we haven't been given any good reason as to why. And people are like, well, he's not really, like, that big of a part of the books if you've read the books. Guess what? Okay, this sounds, like, so sassy. But, like, guess what? That... Freaking write him apart! He's, like, the biggest thing that that show had. Put him in a scene or two. They could have written him in. Crazier things have happened. Like, I am... From what I've heard... The first season of Bridgerton didn't even, like, follow the book that closely. So, like, they could definitely take liberties to show us him. I'm not even saying that we needed to see his butt again. I'm not even saying that we needed to see his butt. I'm not even saying that we needed him to, like, star in the show. I'm just saying there's nothing on this planet, unless he was James Bond or the new Black Panther, nothing on this planet that would be more important than him making time out of his schedule to show up and be on Bridgerton for a four day filming period. And there's nothing that could have been more important last night, unless he like has a significant other that was giving birth. That is the only, is Rajay John Page a father? Is this the, is this the news that is like going to be breaking? Because unless he was attending the birth of his newborn child that night, there is nothing more important than him being at the Met Gala. And the fact that he wasn't at the Met Gala really makes me question him and literally everybody that's managing anything about his career around him. Where was he? Okay, rant over. Now back with the show. Um, There's two more things I wanted to talk about really quickly before I have to uh, go get my daughter ready for school because I guess that's what this podcast is now. Just me, like, coming into my closet talking about pop culture in between moments of parenting. But John and Olivia. So this week... The pregnancy was confirmed. John very smartly went on to Seth Meyers and it, that was very smart for a couple of reasons. Number one, because Seth Meyers is like a trusted source. Number two, Seth Meyers like uploads these big clips on his YouTube, like without like cuts on it. So you could watch like the whole 18 minute thing altogether. So like the rollout was very, it was a good medium, you know, to explain the timeline on how you like allegedly didn't cheat on your wife. So it was awkward. This was something that could have definitely been like more well-suited to having a live studio audience. I think the lack of audience really um, killed the vibe because a lot of his jokes would have normally gotten laughs, but instead it just kind of made him look like a jerk, you know? But it was very clear that like he was there, to establish the timeline. And to be like, I hosted SNL SNL on Halloween and I had already moved out. And I was broken up for my wife and uh, my ex-wife. And I moved out. I went to rehab. I did this. I came back. I went to rehab again. In the spring I met Olivia. Blah, blah, blah. But just like the timeline doesn't make make sense. And I think, first of all, in December, I think it was like late December, he was on the Jimmy Kimmel show via Zoom at his house and he was wearing his wedding ring and he kept saying, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife, which is just odd. You know, it's just, it's a little odd. And I know that separations take a long time and, um, divorces take a long time, but I feel like if you knew that that was in the pipeline, you're not going to reinforce the idea, my wife, my wife, my wife. And I, quick sidebar. I keep seeing all of these hot takes where it's like, you do not know John Mulaney. Do not, do not speculate about his private life. He is going through a lot. You don't know him. Who are you to judge his marriage? Why do you care about his marriage? You know what? If he's made his whole shtick about his wife and how he's a husband and how, like, these are the quirky things that happen with his wife. And, He's invited us to buy into this idea that he's, like, this loving husband or this, like, guy that's, like, very obsessed with his wife. He has actively asked the public to buy into that, you know, that narrative. It's the same way where people are like, don't speculate on Taylor Swift's love life. Like, that's so rude. Like, every time I see a comment thread where it's like, I wonder what Treacherous is about, like, by Taylor Swift. And people are like, guys, don't speculate. It's not nice. It's like, come on. She has invited us in. Her whole shtick has been like, I write songs about boys and I leave like little hints and notes in my songs and then you can figure it out. It's the same thing with John Mulaney. Like he has invited us in and, and now we get to to figure out what it all means. And obviously he wasn't planning on a divorce when he, you know, did all these things, but Actions have consequences. And if you constantly invite people into your lives, into your lives, they're probably going to stay there, you know? Anyway, but yeah, so he went on and it was a very clear, like, let me establish the timeline here. I am not a bad person. I am now in a good relationship and now I'm having a baby. And I think what's going to either debunk or hold up his whole timeline is how soon the baby is born. Because the thing is, is you look at Olivia, I keep calling her Olivia Wild, I think, or maybe I haven't even said it out loud, but maybe in my mind, Olivia Munn. You look at Olivia Munn, and I said this last episode: Have you ever seen a pregnant person before? She she's far along, she's far along. So like the timeline. <laughs> Of him like getting her pregnant in May and we're in like early September right now. It just, it doesn't exactly add up, you know? So we'll see how long they're able to like keep the baby a secret, you know? Maybe it will really be like a, um, what's it called? A, uh, Angela situation from the office where it's like, oh, I had this baby early. Oops, my phone's making noises. How unprofessional of me. Um, as if I'm not recording this at eight fourteen AM, um, Angela on the office was like, oh no, like this baby came early. That's so crazy. And then they were preparing themselves for a early baby. And then, um, that baby, you know, was like nine pounds. So anyway, ah, I don't know. But speaking of Olivia's, I think I'll run this poll later. Who do you think has been the most chaotic Olivia of 2021? Olivia Wilde or Olivia Munn? We can make the case for both. Especially because I think a lot of Olivia Munn's wildness preceded 2021. So like if you look at if you look at all the crazy things that she's done and all of her chaos and her like problematicness, it spans years. But if we're just talking about 2021, all Olivia Munn did really this year was get pregnant and start this relationship with John Mulaney. But Olivia Wilde has had a, pardon my pun, a wild year. Where all her chaos kind of just started in 2021, I believe. Right? Unless this relationship has been going on longer than that. When did Don't Worry Darling rap? Did, any, did anybody see the teaser trailer, by the way? They're making us wait a whole entire year to see Don't Worry, Darling. Does she really think that's going to be an award movie? Does she Does she really think that like this, this uh, thriller with Harry Styles is going to be an award movie? Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking she wasn't able to get it done this fall. So now... She wants to have it in the awards conversation for next year, but also probably a smart strategy because this award season is packed. Anyway, is there anything else for me to talk about? Oh yeah. Quick, um, quick little note about, uh, blind gossip. I have been seeing these, um, blind gossip, blind item, crazy days and nights, TikToks on, uh, TikTok. And I keep getting people asking me my opinion about them. And there's some history to be told here. So I'm a long believer in celebrity blind items. I used to always read like blind gossip and a gossip cop like throughout high school and whatnot. I loved celebrity blind items. And here's the history. So a couple years ago, there was this podcast. It's still going on called The Morning Toast. They were very popular. They kind of had a little fall from grace. We don't need to talk about it. But they were very into celebrity blind gossip as well. And not only did they have a successful podcast, the thing about The Morning Toast was they had very, very successful Facebook groups. Like, I don't think anybody's ever done it like them. They had this one Facebook group, and then they easily had 300 offshoot Facebook groups. I own a couple Facebook groups with them own. That, that sounds like such a stupid word, but like I was very invested in the morning toast community and I still have like a lot of like internet friends and I'm still like in a bunch of groups that came from it, but then they had like shut down their groups and a lot of stuff happened. But anyway, they were very, very into blind gossip and they would talk about crazy days and nights specifically. And crazy days and nights had a lot of blind items that would come true and would, um, were were like able to be like backed up, you know? But then he was getting so popular. So they named him NT um for like entertainment lawyer. They named him NT and they were always talking about him. They even got him to like come on the show anonymously. And this dude NT from my perspective and from the perspective of others kind of got a big head. And so this is like 2018, right? People are in love with him. Like people, he's like starting his own Patreon. He's like churning out like triple the amount of blind items that he normally was. He's like always putting out content, always saying like all these blind items. And the blind items were getting more and more outlandish. They were getting crazy. Like every single person in Hollywood, in his opinion, was like secretly like closeted, Or secretly had a huge drug problem. Secretly was, like, moments away from death. Or, like, had, like, these horrible, horrible things. Or, like, these weird, like, sexual preferences. And they were getting more and more and more intense. There were no normal celebrities ever anymore in his eyes. But a lot of them were really fizzling out. So, like, you were... You used to be able to, like, see a blind item from him. So, pre-2018, you used to be able to, like, see a a crazy days and nights blind item and then like chase it up in a couple months. And he would always say like blind item revealed and be like, Hey, remember when I said this? Ding, ding, ding. Like, this is what I meant. Um, and then like his accuracy rate really, really dropped after like this period where he was so popular because everybody in the morning toast groups were hyping this man up. There were, like, groups devoted to him. People were sending him so much money. And, like, he's, like, an entertainment lawyer. Like, nobody needs to be sending this man oodles of cash. But people loved him. But, like, the pressure of that made him lie. And he said so many lies. And there were so many blind items that were just proven not true. And then he would, like, delete them off his page once people came back with receipts. Like, he would say something. And his, like, blind items were very, um, loosely coded. So like, let's say he's talking about Taylor Swift. He'd go like this country turned this tall blonde country turned pop star. So it's like, you know, you know who he's talking about. Right. Um, like just an example that I'm pulling out of my butt. Like he, I've used that example twice, by the way, like that, uh, analogy pulling out of my butt, um, twice on this podcast so far. And I never really say that in real life. So that's a kind of confusing, but he would be like this, Country turned pop singer uh, made a huge scene at a bar in L. A. on Friday night. Blah 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 blah. Um, But then people would be like, "No, she's in Japan. Like, you're 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 wrong. Like, and you're not even like backing up your your stuff, you know." So anyway, so where does that uh, that bring us with the TikToks? So this these accounts that are saying all these blind gossip stories on TikTok. I would just say, take them with a grain of salt and know that anything that happened after 2018, so any recent celebrities or anybody that's, like, come up in the last couple of years, I wouldn't believe any, like, blind items about them. Like, if it's pre-2018, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, having sex with, like, the headphones on, believe that. You know? That's, like, an old blind gossip item been, like, confirmed from other people. But Believe the pre-2018 stuff. But when... He's like, oh, I know these, like, crazy things about, like, Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. I was, like, just watching a crazy one about that. And, like, all these Bachelor people. And I know all, like, Olivia Rodrigo. Like, I was just reading an Olivia Rodrigo one that he had where it's just, like, she's, like, so coked up. And, like, they're staging an intervention and stuff. And it's like, no, she's not. And, like, and if she is, then she's fooling us all. But, like, he's just, he's throwing... Starts at the wall, hoping that one sticks, you know, and I would honestly say his accuracy rate is probably like two out of eight at this point. If you want, like, I would say that Dumois has more verifiable, more legitimate um, celebrity blind gossip. So if you are into the blind items, and again, like blind items are pieces of gossip that are retold. But like using, um, like not using their names because people don't want, you know, to get in legal trouble. So if you're into blind gossip, follow Dumois and just be discerning when you see these TikToks claiming these crazy things about these people. Because more often than not, it's probably NT from Crazy Days and Nights who got too big for his britches continuing to be too big for his britches. Does that make sense? Okay. I hope it does. Um. Anyway, I think that that's all that we have to talk about today. Um. Thank you so much for listening to today's very scattered episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Um. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you would like to help us out, and also like you know like, if you feel like giving a rating or like a review or something on Apple Podcasts, I'd be like so excited. That'd be so cool. Um. Also follow us on Instagram. I only mentioned my Instagram story like forty million times during this uh, recording, so follow us at at I just want to chat podcast. Join our Facebook group. We're about to have our Emmys uh competition. If you want to win some money and predict the the Emmy winners, head on to our Facebook group. I'll put up the ballot today so everybody can start their votes. Um I think that we'll do like a $5 buy-in and then winner takes all probably. Winner takes all? Probably. Um So anyway, so join our Facebook group at at I just want to chat podcast. And yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week on our normal schedule, unless a meteor hits my house or something. Okay, bye.